We're drinking, we're woozy, this episode's a doozy, cause in this month's boozy, it's the greatest TV theme. Just a little <laughs> Tiny Toon Adventures there to set the mood. Uh, this is Boozy Bracketology, of course, and I am your host, Mike. Thank you for the uh, obligatory laugh there, Chris. Uh, here at Boozy <laughs> Bracketology, we believe in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. This month, the champion we'll be crowning is the greatest television show theme song of all time. And just a little spoiler alert, this competition was so fierce that the song that I just sang, Tiny Toon Adventures, did not actually make the cut. And I don't know what it would have eclipsed in this first region. The first region we are doing tonight is going to be focused on TV theme shows from cartoons and kids shows. So a uh, lot of stuff from your childhood. Strap in, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but we are going to, of course, meet our panelists. I am an impartial host. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, herd all these cats and keep everybody in line. Uh, the first of our panelists that we are going to meet, uh, you heard his laughter, is Chris. Chris, how you doing, my friend? What are you drinking? Hey, buddy. I'm doing well. Uh, so I have got a, a specially selected barrel. Stop me if you've heard this before. A special barrel uh, selected for the Sunshine Liquor Company right here in Palm Harbor, Florida. Uh, this is a distillery I've never had a private barrel for. I don't think I've ever actually seen a private barrel for them, but this is for Ezra Brooks. Um, this is their charcoal filtered single barrel bourbon whiskey. It is 107 proof. And of course, I'm drinking it with just a little bit of ice to give it a little bit of a chill feature. Oh, that's weird. The nose is <laughs> at the end. There's there's no nose up front, but the note, you you feel it in your nose at the end. Um, it's delicious. Um, Sunshine Liquor, you guys, every pick I have from you guys has been absolutely amazing, and this Ezra Brooks is no different, uh, and I'm hoping to feature this whole bottle throughout the entirety of, this of these next uh, eight recordings. Sounds good. Sounds delicious. Uh, Chris, I actually have a little surprise for you, speaking of these next eight recordings. Since I know you've been on a beer cleanse and I've been torturing you with bringing all of my delicious <laughs> beers, I've decided that for this month's boozy, I'm going to join you on the bourbon train. Ooh. So nothing special. It's just an Elijah Craig small batch, as you know. Delicious. I'm a big fan of the Elijah Craig, and their small batch is really good. Me too. It's, it's got that nice, like, caramely flavor. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and speaking of uh, which, uh, the next panelist is the young lady to my immediate left. <laughs> uh, Nikki, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm just trying to even move on our couch because we literally have a basset hound just like sprawled over both of us right now just chilling he doesn't believe in personal space no like at all um but yeah i'm doing pretty good and you know unfortunately this is a through the week podcast i know we're recording and i'm uh giving up my booze through the week so i'm not as boozy tonight but i am drinking some uh bubbly Pelle san pellegrino um and it's quite Delicious and refreshing. And refreshing, yes. <laughs> so, woohoo. Sorry for the sorry for the middle of the week recording. It's okay. You make time when you can. I, I do. I do it to myself. You know. Mm. I gave up. Gave up booze to the week. Said weekends only. No, you're much more much more disciplined than I am. That's for sure. Uh, heading a little further west to our next panelist, uh, Stephen. How you doing tonight? Doing all right. Cracking open the first Dr. Pepper of the evening. Ready to go. Diet Dr. Awesome. Pepper? Of course, Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm not trying to poison myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
in Texas, do you get the you get the stuff with like the real sugar cane? Isn't there something I mean, with well, Dr. Pepper? They use different things in Texas. What part of diet did, Dr. Pepper did you just completely miss there? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's Splenda, baby. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> I know nothing about soda. Oh, and heaven help us. Uh, we have uh, Stephen's brother with us as well tonight. Our next panelist, a newcomer to the show, longtime commenter and texter to Chris. Uh, Josh, how you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Mike. How are you? Yep, all good. You drink anything tonight? I am. I'm having some good old uh, sour watermelon sour mash moonshine from the old Smokies, old Smoky Moonshine Company from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee tonight. It's pink and it's delicious. Oh man, that okay, sounds me. so good. Yeah, that yeah. That moonshine. Cool. We had some friends bring us some moonshine a little while back. That was really good too. And it was like a watermelon. Yeah, it was like a. It was same thing. It was like a watermelon thing. Awesome, awesome. And to our final panelist of the evening, uh, listeners of the Pub Trivia Experience have heard him a couple of times over on that show, and also uh, he has his own podcast, a couple of his own podcasts, which I'll let him talk to you a little more about. Tim, how you doing? Good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you guys finally decided you needed some right opinions on this show. <laughs> it's about time, right? Yeah, it really is. Uh, I have a long list of grievances that I will say for Festivus with pretty much every decision you guys have ever made. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> that that That's fair. We, we, we like to stir the pot a little bit, so... And hopefully we'll be doing some of that tonight, too. I want to hear those strong opinions. That's what oh, we're you all will. about. You will. Tim, you drinking anything tonight? I am. So I am up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And this is actually considered a local beer now because despite the fact that they started in Colorado, they now have an Asheville brewery. I am drinking New Belgian, New Belgium's Captain Dynamite IPA. It's a 7.7%. It's their new, like... They do like a cycle on the Voodoo Ranger IPAs uh, with different seasonal offtakes, and it's their current one. Gotcha, gotcha. I love New Belgium. I haven't had that one, though, yet. And I didn't know they had a, a place in Nashville, so that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know they, I hadn't had it either. I saw it today, and I was like, I'll pick that up. Sounds good. Dynamite, uh, another TV show that doesn't appear on this list. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim, you want to take a quick minute and tell them about your other podcasts? Sure. I am part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network, and I have two shows of my own. Uh, Chris and his lovely wife, Leah, have appeared on Marital Tiffs, where my, my own lovely wife, Karen, and I uh, pretty much geek out and have crazy arguments that are all lighthearted. Um we had one a couple of weeks ago where uh, we argued over whether Ohio or North Carolina was actually the first in flight. Um, me being from Cleveland originally, I hate that uh, that North Carolina makes that claim. Um, my other show is one called Hometown Crowd. It's pretty much your basic sports show. We talk about sports across the country, but we also try to highlight the local sports in Fayetteville. Cause we've got a couple of minor league teams in the area. So those are my two shows. I love uh, podcasting. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely check those out. Uh, listeners. If you haven't already, we're super happy to have Tim with us and Josh, our newcomers. We're going to see, uh, 
see how they do. Tim says we've made, been making the wrong opinions, so uh, we'll see if he can right the ship. I don't know. Personally, I've thought that every single opinion that I had was dead on, personally. But my opinions <laughs> don't matter this uh, particular episode. Thank I am just God. your impartial host. Yeah, everybody can be very grateful <laughs> for that. A sigh of relief. Uh-huh. We're going to dive into it. Correct, As I said, the, uh, the first region of our bracket is the greatest cartoon or kid TV theme song. Uh, our first matchup of the night, Chris will be going first. It is between the one seed of The Muppet Show taking on the 16 seed of South Park, emphasizing the cartoon aspect of it and not the kid aspect so much in that one. Chris, you're up. Okay, so I've been trying to get my head around this bracket since my wife brought it to me. Uh, so first off, you're not going to hear Tiny Toons on here. My wife had said it was, but for her, it was between Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. And I told her if you left Animaniacs off this list, we would never hear from Steven again. So there was a sacrifice made. I'm trying to think of how do you how do you go about kind of framing this to make a decision? You've got to kind of find a way to come to a decision on this particular this particular selection. You know, I look at a, a theme song on a television show, and I think I want that te- that theme song to give me the feel of the television show without preaching the details of the show to me. And I think both of these songs actually do that. Uh, the theme to the Muppet Show is iconic, uh, but what what's kind of pulling me away from both of these is that you have to take, for me at least, and I'm not telling anyone else how to vote, but I've got to take what's on the screen out of it and judge this on the quality of the song itself. In both of these songs, I know it's a 16 and one seed. I think they both excel at that because you can listen to the songs for both of these shows and you kind of know what kind of energy that you're going to get from the show. The difference for me here is this. Uh, they both do an exceptional job. But I think the Muppet Show you know what you're getting when you watch it. When you sit down to watch The Muppet Show, you kind of know what you're going to be getting. It's got a pre-existing audience built in. You know what you're getting. When South Park first started, you had no idea. And so your theme song in that instance had to come up a much steeper hill to make an impact on you. And I think for me, it has. So to me, it's a dead heat, but I'm giving it to South Park because it actually had a much steeper hill for success. And South Park, the serious underdog, comes out firing and jumps out to an early lead over the Muppet Show. Let's check in with Nikki next. Yeah, I mean, uh, right off the gate, a number 16 South Park, I thought it might have been ranked a little higher just based on popularity of um, the show and the song. You know, for me, the Muppet Show, that's just classic. Um, I mean... It's always in my head. If I hear it once, I'm going to like just keep singing it. I don't know. The South Park theme song doesn't get in my head as much. And part of it is just I want for my cartoon and kids bracket. I just want fun songs that are going to get stuck in my head. So I have to give this one to the Muppet Show. It's just it's too classic not to let it go ahead. And the Muppet Show does pull it even as a one seed should. We're going to head over to Steven and check in. So while I am a little aggrieved that Tiny Toons isn't on here, uh, the fact that The Muppet Show is on here and Fraggle Rock is not, the superior Jim Henson theme song, that's mind-blowing to me. I would much rather dance my cares away and worry for another day. Uh, But in this matchup, The Muppet Show is clearly the better song. It's the one that you sing in your head and sticks with you. It's got those funky horns. I love it. The Muppet Show is a much better song. 
The South Park song is a middle of the road sort of Whoa. part of its era. Yeah. Yeah. The South Park song is not that great. Do you ever like catch yourself singing South Park in the shower? I don't think so. Muppet show all the way. And the Muppet show has started pulling ahead. It looks like maybe the 16 C just had a little bit of energy early on was fired up, but might not be able to bring it home. We're about to find out. Let's check in next with Josh. So I think something that's going to be really challenging throughout this bracket is separating the song from the show, right? So what are we voting here? We're voting for the best theme song, not necessarily the best show, right? Um, I'm so glad I finally on this podcast because I get to, I, you know, I will throughout, you know, air a lot of the grievances that I've had coming to Boozy Bracketology as a fan, some of just the absolute ridiculousness that has occurred on this show. So uh, I, I do thank the, uh, the host and owner of the podcast for the opportunity to be on. I am voting for The Muppet Show, though. I'm going to send it along because it's just a better song. It's a great ragtime uh, song. It's got a great beat. And it really encompasses, uh, you know, what the uh, what the show is about. Um, I disagree with Chris at all, you know, completely there, because I don't think the South Park song really gives you an idea at all what that show is about. And uh, so I'm, I'm going with The Muppet Show. Well, in fairness, I'm pretty sure that the South Park show is all about friendly faces everywhere and humble folks without temptation. But that said, it does look like The Muppet Show has pretty much put it out of its misery, Les Claypool's base theatrics notwithstanding. But we do also want to hear from Tim. Tim, where's your vote going to? Okay, so like Josh said, uh, it is definitely going to be more difficult to separate the show from the song. Um, I really feel like the entire cartoon and kids uh, bracket could be four seeds or higher in pretty much any of the other quadrants. Um, that's just how good these songs are. That said, um, the South Park song is not one that could be uh, recited on this show without slapping a content warning at the front end of the show. <laughs> uh, because I just learned that Kenny's lyrics are about ah. female genitalia. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I've never actually known what the South Park lyrics are. I'm not a huge South Park fan. Um and as long as we're airing grievances, Chris's comments on music don't matter because he voted against the year without a Santa Claus, um, which, yeah. So I've got the Muppet show on this one. I love the uh, the interlude with the old guys doing their commentary and <laughs> move it on. <laughs> you can never complain about Statler and Waldorf moving to the next round. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. The Muppet Show is moving on with a 4-2-1 victory. South Park came out firing early, but just didn't have the stamina to pull it off. Coming up next, perhaps a little bit of a closer matchup. We have an 8 versus 9 seed. Our 8 seed is going to be Spider-Man taking on the 9 seed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whew. Let's check in with Nikki. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good matchup in eight and nine. They're pretty well matched. Um, I love the Spider-Man lyrics, and honestly, they're probably better lyrics. They're pretty well written. I mean, the Spider-Man, Spider. I mean, it's it's good. But I just want to, and even though Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, the only lyrics I can really remember are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's all I can remember, but I have to rock out to it every single time. So I got to go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
<laughs> and TMNT comes in firing with its first vote. Steven, you're up. So we have to be careful uh, in this one that when we're thinking of the Spider-Man theme song, we're not thinking of the Ramones cover of it. Uh, and we're thinking about the one that actually premiered in front of the Spider-Man cartoon. And the one that premiered in front of the Spider-Man cartoon was not very good. It was way too slow. It was not well sung. It was not well, uh, terrible instrumentation behind it. A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song could be annoying if it wasn't freaking amazing. If it wasn't <laughs> everything that an eight-year-old on a cereal sugar high wanted. You know who does machines? Donatello. And I know that because of the theme song. I don't have to worry. It tells me everything I need to know going into the show. It, it completely encapsulates the manic energy that is that insane cartoon. And that cartoon was insane because they built the toys first and then wrote around it. But the theme song in and of itself, even separate from the show, it's just got such a catchy, earwormy hook. It's very clearly better than the Spider-Man theme. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And given that I was the eight-year-old on a sugar high right around the time that show premiered, it is hard for me to disagree. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles picking up its second vote as we head over to Josh. So I'm glad Steve made that point because I think I was humming the Ramon cover to that song when I was comparing <laughs> these two. Um, I, going by that, they're actually very similar rhythmically, um, you know, and I was kind of thinking they're both kind of run-of-the-mill, you know, songs from, from just from a musical standpoint. Um, so I think when it comes to this, these two, I think I have to just go for the nostalgia of my own time. Spider-Man was, uh, you know, about, you know, 10 years before, you know, when I was watching cartoons and stuff. So I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I actually do think it is a, uh, a better song. And nostalgia winning out there as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles takes a commanding three to nothing lead. But let's see if uh, Spider-Man's going to make a game of it or TMNT is going to run away with it. Tim. Yeah, no, it's not even going to be close. Uh, growing up, I was definitely more of a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the song is just catchy. I get really annoyed by the constant ba-na-na-na-na-na of Spider-Man. It's just all throughout the song. There's no real music. It's about as musically complex as like Hot Cross Buns or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I think Twinkle Twinkle might have a little bit more notes to it um so yeah i'm voting for the heroes in a half shell hey now my daughter loves twinkle twinkle little star you better watch yourself there but uh <laughs> she's also three um teenage ninja turtles picking up one more vote chris is it gonna be a sweep so i want to take this time to complain about my wife because if ah. you're going to, Nikki, don't shake your head. I'm sorry. If you're going to take like my childhood. And I have put her it in, number right now. You don't. She, no, I already told her I'm complaining about her. If you're going to take <laughs> like my childhood and put it into a bracket, um, the only thing that could have made this worse was if the next bracket was Masters of the Universe versus Thundercats. Because my God. So what's making my decision here is actually kind of simple. I go back and I think about. When I think of these franchises, what do I think of? And when I think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first thing that comes to mind is Heroes in a Freaking Half Shell, Turtle Power. Like, that song is iconic. And when I think of Spider-Man, I think of the 19 different iterations of Spider-Man that I love. 
Um, I am well more versed in Spider-Man, but that theme song for Ninja Turtles is catchy as hell. It tells the story. It's everything I want in a theme song. Ninja Turtles sweep by Tobey Maguire. And Ninja Turtles does pick up the sweep. Uh, I was a little confused when I first saw this. I thought this was the Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice that was going up against uh, Spider-Man here. Then it would have been a one seed. Yeah, that's a good point, Chris. That is a very good point. But TMNT is moving on with the sweep. Next up, first opportunity at a 12-5 upset as we have our five seed of Sesame Street taking on our 12 seed of Inspector Gadget. I think this one might be a little more interesting than the seeding would suggest. Steven, what do you think? Yeah, I actually think this one's kind of pretty tough um, because Sesame Street's theme song is such a simple, simple song, both in the way it's the actual notes to it and the words to it. But it's a song for kids that are learning what the letter B is, too. So that's kind of the ideal song for Sesame Street, you know, funny. It's it's a really, really basic, simple thing. But that's what Sesame Street is. Uh, Inspector Gadget is a much more fun song. Uh, it's a much more interesting song. It's got a better hook with the do 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 that sticks in your head. But if the point of a theme song is to get you prepared for the show that you're about to see, I think Sesame Street much more accomplishes that. So I'm going to vote for Sesame Street. And Sesame Street picking up its first vote. Let's check in with Josh. Yeah, I was a huge Inspector Gadget fan when I was a kid. I used to, I could binge watch that on Nickelodeon in the afternoons when I got home from school every single day. And I loved that theme song. Uh, Sesame Street, and you know, as far as we say simple songs, well, I mean, most of these songs are one, four, five progressions, right? They're little theme songs. They're, most of them are going to be fairly simple. Um, I think just from a lyrical standpoint, though, I, I think uh, Sesame Street overall is just, a, it's just an overall better song. I'm going to vote for Sesame Street. And Sesame Street takes a pretty commanding lead as we head over to Tim. All right, so I'm going to ask this question as the not current father. Um, but, you know, by the time this airs, we will be within weeks of having our first kid. Um, who in the ever-loving hell decided to let a group of kids sing the Sesame Street song with those high notes in it? It <laughs> makes me want to gouge my ears out. Give me Inspector Gadget every day of the week over this because I could not get through listening to the Sesame Street theme song. Um, so, yeah, my vote goes to Inspector Gadget. And Inspector Gadget is not going down without a fight. As we check in next with Chris. So bad joke alert. Um, oh God, we're so used to it by now. When I got this list, I went and I listened to each of the theme songs, and I think I pulled the wrong version of Inspector Gadget. I pulled the porn version, Inspect Her Gadget, and that was not the same song. Um, no, uh, Inspector Gadget. I think the the theme song is actually interesting, but I went back and I listened to it without the without just just the music. I went back and listened to it without the the actual the cartoon behind it. And it's really basic. And then Sesame Street, just like, you can't be in a bad mood listening to that song. It's going to put you in a good mood. And you know what? It sets the stage for everything you're about to see. Sesame Street all the way. 
And it does look like Sesame Street is on the way to where the air is sweet because it has picked up its third vote. We'll be moving on, but we also want to hear from Nikki. Where's your vote going? <laughs> so um, in my mid-20s, I adopted a, a, little, a little poodle dog, and I named him Inspector Gadget. That was his name. And I used to take him to this little doggy daycare, and every time I picked him up, they would play the theme song. They would go, doo -doo 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 -doo. so it's just in my head, and I constantly sing it to myself. So, I mean, I do agree that I feel like Sesame Street probably showcases the what the meaning of the, you know, the the kids show and everything. I like that it it does. It is basic, but I just think Inspector Gadget's a little more fun. So, I would have voted for Inspector Gadget and I am going to vote for Inspector Gadget even though it's not moving on. And Inspector Gadget does make a game of it enough to cover the spread and break some gamblers' hearts, but alas, it does appear that Sesame Street will be moving on. Uh, as the father of a girl named Penny, I was, can't deny that I was kind of rooting for Inspector Gadget. But right, Penny it's, and my dog. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to complain about Sesame Street. Moving on. Coming up next, another heartbreaker, potential heartbreaker. Well, either way, this is going to break my heart. We got a four seed of Ducktales taking on our thirteen seed, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Ah, oh. Josh, get us started. Well, for me as a child, there was nothing more enduring than Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And all the life lessons that I learned, you know, from Mr. Rogers and the theme song. And, you know, it was so enduring and, and it just still holds such a special place in my heart. But fuck all that because DuckTales theme is so much better. It's got that late 80s, you know, synth pop to it. It's an awesome song. I still love playing that on the piano. It's just such a great, you know, life is like a hurricane. Uh, you know, those, those, when I got off from school and got to watch that Disney afternoon, I just, I loved all of those shows. And, I, and, and DuckTales is just an awesome theme song. So my vote's for DuckTales. And that is one vote for DuckTales. And I, I believe that was a, was that a, a that wasn't a fuck Mr. Rogers. That was just fuck all the nostalgia, right? Just to clarify. Of course not. No, never fuck Mr. Rogers, but just his song up against DuckTales. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, oh, Mr. Rogers. So happy we we're earning that explicit you. tag so early in the episode. I know, I know, I know. Hey, you know, the, I've I've already drank enough bourbon that life is like a duck blur. Um, <laughs> all right, Tim. <laughs> Save us, please. All right. Um, so growing up, having a a sick day meant two things the warm and fuzzy feeling of being a kid curled up on the couch watching mr rogers and watching the price is right um i love the miss uh the mr rogers theme song i think this probably was the hardest one in this bracket to choose but at the end of the day, Mr. Rogers does not hold a candle to the DuckTales theme song. It's catchy. It's probably one of the four or five most uh, iconic themes of my childhood or iconic properties of my childhood. Um, I still need to go back and watch that new show uh, with uh, David Tennant. But yeah, it's DuckTales for me by a long shot. But this was actually pretty hard for a while. 
and DuckTales does pick up its second vote, but the game is a lot closer than the score would indicate right now, it seems like. Let's head over to Chris and see where we're going from here. Yeah, so I've actually never seen an episode of DuckTales. Uh, it was never in, I'm not, it was never in my lexicon of what I watched when I was that age. I was very much more into really, I mean, He-Man and Motu and Thundercats or He-Man and Motu is the same damn thing. But, uh, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff was much more my speed. I never got into DuckTales and I love Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. I have just a nostalgia trip for Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. All that being said, I've never seen an episode of DuckTales, but you're damn right. I can recite that entire opening theme song from memory that theme song is amazing it might be the the fact that it's not the one seat here is baffling to me ducktales woohoo <laughs> and ducktales does pick up its decisive third vote but of course we want to hear from the rest of our panelists so let's check in with nikki next yeah i mean this this was this was not a fun matchup because no. i love mr rogers i I mean, it is. That song is a warm blanket, and I just want to drink hot chocolate and, like, have him teach me life lessons and listen to that. And now you can even watch you know, the little Daniel Tiger show, and they kind of do its own little rendition. It's so cute. So cute. But, yeah, I mean, I remember just, like, turning on DuckTales uh, to, with our three-year-old, and she loves dancing to it. I mean, she loves dancing to It's just so catchy. It's so fun, and it explains the whole little show. I mean, yeah, it's got to be DuckTales, but I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Rogers. We're all sorry, Mr. Rogers. We do love you. This was just a really, really tough matchup for you. Steven, finish us off. It's motherfucking DuckTales! I don't care if it's the original <laughs> version. I don't care if it's the Suburban Legends cover. I don't care if it's the new one that the chick sings in front of the David Tennant series, which is actually pretty good. It's DuckTales! Are you kidding me? How is this not the number one overall seed? It's motherfucking DuckTales! We all love this song. It's an amazing song. It might not be the best TV theme song. It might be the best song. It's DuckTales! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And Mother Duck and Fucktails are, uh, <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> Picks up its fifth vote to secure the sweep. Uh, I will say, uh, real real quick though about Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, he he wrote the theme song himself, and like, there's there's actually a really cool story about uh, the way that he had he had a uh, like a professional jazz musician or something like that that would help him out with uh, some of the tunes that he wrote and stuff like that. Uh, look it up. It's actually really cool. Mr. Rogers was just a national treasure, as we all know. But unfortunately, DuckTales. Woohoo. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I think the I think everybody's opinion on that has been expressed pretty darn well. Uh, coming up next, let's see how this matchup is going to shake out. We have our sixth seed of Scooby-Dooby-Doo taking on our 11th seed of the Jetsons. And let's see. We're going to start this one with Tim. Okay, so point of clarification before we start this one. We're all talking about Scooby-Doo, Where Are You theme song, correct? Yeah, the 60s Hanna-Barbera is my understanding. Okay, I'm not sure if I talked about the right one. I talked about the best one. Uh, and that's the one that everybody thinks of. It's the one for Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? There's been a few different iterations of the Scooby-Doo theme song. Um, either way... Uh, the the Jetsons, I, I'm I'm going to try not to get on too much of a soapbox here. 
Uh, I kind of don't like the fact that the entire Jetsons theme song is A, guys first, and B, all told like their relation to the main character. This show is not George Jetson. It's the Jetsons. It's not, you know, it's his boy Elroy, his wife, or Jane, his wife, and daughter Judy. Like, no, like, no. Um, I also do appreciate that towards the end, they insert uh, chopsticks for just a brief second. But this is Scooby-Doo. Um, I don't know why this is even a question. Scooby-Doo blows this one uh, out of the water. And as Tim forces me to reconsider my entire opinion on the Jetsons theme song, <laughs> we head over to Chris. Yeah, the Jetsons theme song doesn't tell you anything other than what the main characters' names are. And then if you look at the actual actions being taken, you get to see, which I didn't know. I don't remember this at all. The high school and the elementary school had names. I think it was like was it like Little Dipper Elementary and like Orbit High School. Uh, that might be coming up in the pub trivia experience in the near future, so keep your ears peeled for that. But the part that pisses me off the most, and it's not about the theme song at all, it's that he drops his wife off at the mall and then like goes to hand her a 20 and then she takes the entire the entire wallet because that's still funny today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, is iconic. Um, you don't care that he, the guy is getting baked in the back of a freaking 70s VW van with his dog. That is an iconic song. It's an iconic show. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, in my opinion, should be a two-seed here. Neither here nor there. Move Scooby-Doo and the gang along. And Scooby-Doo picking up its second vote. Nikki, are we going to be enjoying some Scooby snacks? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, when I saw this bracket, I, I couldn't really remember the Jetsons theme song too much. I mean, I remembered visually, like, the opening, you know, with in the flying car, but I had trouble even remembering. And then I looked at, and then I looked at the lyrics. I'm like, there really isn't much. It's just him, you know, introducing his family. So I just, I don't, I don't. It's not that memorable for me. Where Scooby Dooby Doo is very, very memorable. You know, just has the beat. So I gotta go with Scooby Doo. And Scooby Doo running away with it here as it picks up its third vote. Steven. The Justin scene song isn't even a song. It's a dramatis personae. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? It doesn't even rhyme well. Fuck. No, no. This is <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Short and to the point. Scooby-Doo picks up its fourth vote. Josh, let's round it out. Yeah, so my initial inclination was for the Jetsons, just because I can I could remember every word of the Jetsons. I, and I remember watching both of these shows uh, when I was a kid. Uh, but I hadn't seen them in forever. I had, it's been a very long time. So I, when I went back and actually listened to them, yeah, the, the Jetsons theme song, it, it's not really, there's not, no substance to it, right? It's just kind of a quick overview, um, you know, of the of his, yeah, his relations, right? But with the Scooby-Doo theme song, it actually was a full song. It had a, uh, you know, it was kind of that late 60s, you know, um, late post-rock vibe, you know, to it. It actually had a bridge within the song. I was like, wow, this is actually much better than I than I remembered. So I'm going to have to give it to Scooby-Doo. It's a much better song. And with our second sweep of the row, in a row, Scooby-Doo does kick the Jetsons to the curb or whatever the space equivalent of a curb is. Let's head on to uh, a show that once crossed over with the Jetsons because that made sense. Uh, <laughs> we have our three seed of the Flintstones going to be taking on our 14 seed of 
Batman. I'm really interested to see how this one's going to go because we're starting with Chris. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what's bothering me here is the Flintstones is actually a somewhat is actually kind of a song and Batman is just not a Batman, but I've got to go Batman here. And if for another other reason, then like if you're listening to the song without the, without the visuals at all, there are these random horns and you just hear if you, the random horns. And if you're listening to the song, like just anywhere else. And as soon as you hear that horn, you know exactly what's on the screen. It's the pop. It's the pow. It's the bam. Like, it's just fun, and it reminds me of a time when, like, well, one, Batman could be fun. Um, he's not emo Batman. He's not uh, CrossFit Batman. He's not Rowdy Fierce Batman. He's just, it's Adam freaking West. Like, I've, I'm looking at a comic book I've got signed in my house of by Adam West and Burt Ward. And, Adam, I can't vote against you, my friend. I can't. Batman 66, na-na-na-na-na-na-na, move it on. And, well, I think uh, Chris got a little confused in there at one point and did uh, Scooby-Doo as Batman. That was kind of what that sounded like. Um, <laughs> no, we, we've moved on from that matchup, Chris, but uh, uh, thank, thank you for being uh, as predictable as I had a feeling you would be on that one. <laughs> Batman is going to come out firing, and uh, they're, they're really excited as a underdog to see if they can bring down the Flintstones. Let's check in with Nikki to see how they're doing. Yeah, I mean, Batman, I don't get it. It's just na 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 Batman. That's it. Like, I get. I mean, I know it's, it's brilliant to be able to do it in one lyric, but it's not much of a song for me. The Flintstones is iconic. It's it's great. It, you you still remember it, and it's I don't I don't even remember the last time I ever watched the show, but I could probably still sing the whole Flintstones song. I'm not gonna do it for you guys, but I gotta go with the Flintstones. And the Flintstones does pull even as I contemplate whether to use my powers as host to force Nikki to sing the <laughs> Flintstones theme song. But uh, we, in the interest of uh, sparing our listenership, that as much as I would enjoy it, we're gonna move on to Stephen. Well, I'm glad I did not go first in this round because when I saw Batman in the animated category, I assumed it was the theme song for Batman, the animated series. So I was ready to defend a Danny Elfman score that lacked any lyrics at all, um, which I would have voted for in a heartbeat because I think that's by far the most interesting one in this category had it been here. Now that I know it's the Batman 66 series, um, why I do love Batman 66, um, it's not a great song. And uh, since the host brought it up, let me just point out uh, when the Flintstones met the Jetsons, it wasn't like a time travel thing. The Flintstones just live below, which means the Jetsons are actually these elite assholes that are holding back vital medical and futuristic technology from the peasants downtrodden below. And the whole thing becomes this communism metaphor, which is really fucked up. But they got a better theme song. <laughs> Yabba Dabba Doo. Flintstones. <laughs> Oh, I did vaguely remember that, actually. <laughs> uh, the, the Flintstones picks up its second vote. Maybe starting to r run away with this. Maybe not. We're going to find out as we head over to Josh. Yeah, see, uh, votes for the Batman theme over the Flintstones are exactly why I insisted on getting on this podcast. Because things can spin, you know, go downhill, and that's how, like, Moneyball can be a top four sports movie. I mean, there's just, you know. Oh, God, don't bullshit. get me started. Yeah. 
this is this is what this right has to be wrong so batman's it's a tonal theme it's not a song at all right it's just it's the same you know three chords banging over and over again it's not a song the flintstones is a song you know it's something you can sing it's lyrical it's fun uh so yeah the flintstones all the way here flintstones uh, does pick up uh its third vote and we'll be moving on but we do want to check in with tim to finish it out Outside of that iconic na 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 na, there is nothing really to love about the Batman theme song. Uh, Flintstones is a theme song that I guarantee you, if you're driving down uh, the highway in your car uh, with a random group of friends, and that song comes on your Spotify playlist, you are all going to belt it out at the top of your lungs without shame. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. The Flintstones tells a story. And that's what we've been talking about already. Which theme song tells you uh, what the show is about? And the Flintstones does. And Batman doesn't. My vote goes to the Flintstones. And Batman 66 did have a good game plan for about the first 10 minutes of the game. But ultimately... The better team won out here as Flintstones will be moving on with a four to one vote. I should say the higher seat. I'm an impartial, I'm impartial host. Sorry. Um, Coming up next, we have our seven seed of Pink Panther taking on our 10 seed of the Animaniacs. Nikki is first up. Yeah, I don't really have much to say here, except I love the Animaniacs, so... I have to vote for the Animaniacs. That song, I mean, then honestly, my, my kind of my approach to this is like, what songs am I just going to like sing to myself? And like, I never even really watched Animaniacs that much, but I still sing the song. Like, I, I love it. So I'm going with Animaniacs. And Animaniacs storms out to an early lead as we head over to Steven. Yeah, if we're looking for theme songs that are good songs, stick with you, and set the tone and what you're going to get coming up in the show. Animaniacs by a mile. It's fast-paced. It's zany. It goes through so many different sight gags. I guess we're not supposed to judge it. But even just the audio jokes. I mean, come on. Uh, How many times can you talk about Bill Clinton playing the sax in a cartoon show theme song? It's amazing. It's offbeat. It makes pop culture references. Pink Panther, it's not a bad little horn. But it's just a little horn. It's it's nothing compared to the Animaniacs. The Animaniacs is a song that gets you going. Even if you didn't have the sugar cereal rush, that thing will do it to you. Animaniacs. And Animaniacs picking up its second vote. Josh, are we going to uh, put the nail in Henry Mancini's coffin here? Well, so full disclosure here. So coming as a fan of the pub trivia experience, not, nothing makes you want to throw your phone on the ground more than when a panelist makes the following statement. Um, This is better, but I'm voting for the other one. So I just want to let all the uh, fans of the podcast know that I will never, ever as a panelist, uh, you know, treat the show with such uh, intellectual dishonesty. Uh, So that being said, uh, this is the actually the only one I don't have marked down on my bracket. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I think the Animaniacs theme song is great from a nostalgia standpoint. Uh, I love it. I can sing every word from it. Uh, but if I'm looking to pick what is the best TV theme song, you have to give the Pink Panther some props because just that smooth jazz of that saxophone, even though it has no lyrics, 
as soon as you hear it, you hear it playing when you're walking through the store, you know it's the Pink Panther, right? And I think it's amazing that they were able to make that association just with that, with that, with that music. And I think it's, I think it's clever the way it's done. So I'm actually going to give my vote for the Pink Panther. I think it's a better song. Pink Panther is not going down without a fight as it brings it to two to one. And we check in with Tim. All right. So I love the Pink Panther song uh, theme song. This was actually one of my hardest choices. Um, the jazz sound that Henry Mancini puts out is instantly recognizable. It's been almost 60 years uh, since it lost to Mary Poppins for best original score or best original song. Um, and I really, really, really wanted to give this my vote. And I think in almost any of these other options, I would have voted to have um, a song that had no lyrics, but still was iconic. However, um, I have to say, uh, the Animaniacs tells you exactly what it the show is about. And then it tells you that it told you what the show is about. Uh, one of the lyrics is, but we break loose and then vamoose, and now you know the plot. Uh, so I got to give it to the Animaniacs simply because of all the meta uh, stories. So hello, nurse. Just, just a side note. If I had never heard that fact before, but I absolutely love that uh, the theme song from a movie directed by Blake Edwards Lost to a song directed or from a movie starring Julie Julie Andrews's wife. They probably weren't married at the time, but that is really really cool. Uh, neither here nor there. I just never heard that before, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's a cool little fact." Um. Anyway, <laughs> that is uh, Animaniacs taking a three to one lead, but we are still going to check in with Chris to finish it out. Yeah, everyone said what I want to say. The only thing I'm going to say is this. Uh, the Animaniacs, their 2020 version of the theme song is is genius. So everything else they do is genius. But one of the lines, one of the the verses goes: "Gender balanced, pronoun neutral, and ethnically diverse. The trolls will say we're so passe, but we did meta first. Like, come on, come on! It is genius writing in that show. It is genius writing in the lyrics. It's the Animaniacs, man." That is insanely talented in everything they do. Everything they did. I Again, never really watched Animaniacs as a kid could recite that theme song from scratch. It's phenomenal. And the Animaniacs, the show that provides me with what little I know about geography, like literally that's all I know about geography came from the Animaniacs, is going to be moving on to the next round. Let's see who it's going to face off against as we finish out our cartoons and kids region of this bracket. The number two seed of The Simpsons is going to be taking on the 15 seed of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. And we are going to start with Steven. The Disney afternoon block of programming was perhaps the greatest shows, whatever, the greatest monuments to my childhood. And each and every one of them, down to a T, with the of the original set, had the greatest theme song known to man. Whether it was the dude getting so super excited about the fact that bears could bounce, that I'm pretty sure he blew an aneurysm. 
to the DuckTales theme we've already discussed, to the masterpiece that is the Chivendale Rescue Ranger theme song. Now, the Simpsons theme is fine. It's all right. It's got one lyric. It's got a pretty good little horn in there once again, and it's catchy. It's catchy as all hell. It's There's a reason why we all like that song. I'm not putting down the Simpsons theme song ever. But the treasure trove that is the Disney Afternoon theme songs, and especially Chippendales Rescue Rangers and DuckTales, are not to be denied. The fact that we're even discussing this is a little upsetting to me. Um, it's a catchy song. It's got a great hook. Stays with you. It completely tells a story. And it is a full song. Like, there's a three-minute version of that song. And I love it. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. And Steven suggesting that Chippendale's Rescue Rangers might be a little bit underseated as it gets its first vote and storms out to an early lead. And we head over to check in with his brother, Josh. Well, you know, for once in his life, I think he's spot on. You know, that whole from bonkers to Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. You know, I, D- Disney, when they had that afternoon uh, collection there, that was right during their renaissance. Uh, you know, when they were starting producing musicals like The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And, and they were just they were just hitting it. And the, and the Chippendale Rescue Rangers, it's the same thing, right? I, I, I make the same argument that I do. For the DuckTales theme song, it was just a it was a fabulous song. You could you could sing it. Um, it had a full you know it was a full three minute run you know song with a bridge and everything. Um, uh, the Simpsons it's, it's iconic. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, I'm kind of contradicting myself with the Pink Panther argument that you know it doesn't have lyrics, but you know exactly what it is, right? Uh, but again, you know what is the best theme song? I'm going to have to go with Rescue Rangers. And Rescue Rangers picking up its second vote. We might have a major upset on our hands. Let's check in with Tim to find out. All right. The Simpsons theme song is iconic. It's instantly recognizable. It's playful. It's fun. It's all of these things. But it loses so much when you don't uh, pair it with the animation to open the show when you're just listening to it it's okay however the chip and dale rescue rangers theme song is a piece of my childhood i cannot vote against it this is going to be a 15-2 upset i cannot wait for the uh reboot that is coming starring uh john mulaney and andy samberg whoa as chip and Dale, uh, I, I can't remember which one is playing which, but those two as Chip and Dale is amazing to me. Um, I love that people still are just discovering that they were Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. Uh, so it's an upset. <laughs> My mind is blown. I did not realize they were redoing that, and nor did I realize that that was going to be the casting that is Absolutely amazing. Uh, And speaking of absolutely amazing, we have a 15 seed absolutely mopping the floor with the two seeds so far as Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers cannot be caught picking up their third vote. But we are going to find out what our last two panelists have to say, starting with Chris. No, they said everything I was going to say. Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers is by far a better theme song. Move it on. And in a rare occurrence, Chris is short and to the point. 
Rescue Rangers picking up its fourth vote as I turn to Nikki and find out how <laughs> if it's going to be a sweep. Yeah, I mean, a part of me was having some like Duke Mercer like uh, flashbacks, but this is not the case. Um, this would have to my vote would have gone to Rescue Rangers as well. And Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, uh, perhaps uh, one of those uh, seeds that came out of a uh, conference that no one was paying attention to and just uh, is great at shooting the three ball. I don't know, but they absolutely demolished the Simpsons. I think a great point was made, uh, I believe it was by by uh, Tim, that, that um, you need the visuals paired with the Simpsons to really uh, make that theme song connect. Uh, so... Hopefully no, uh, hopefully no one is going to be complaining about Chippendale's Rescue Rangers moving on. Uh, but if you do, and that, how's that for segues, uh, you can contact us on any of the socials. Uh, Boozy Brackets on Twitter, at Boozy Bracketology on Facebook, and Instagram, BoozyBracketology.com or at gmail.com. We hope you have enjoyed the show. We are going to be back next time for our pre-1980s sitcoms theme song. So a little uh, little less nostalgia, but unless we grew up watching a lot of Nick at Night, which I personally did, so we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> to recap, though, real quick before we sign out here, uh, tonight's uh, victors, we had The Muppet Show taking out South Park, and they're going to be heading on to face Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which stomped Spider-Man. The number five seed of Sesame Street narrowly edged out Inspector Gadget, and they will be taking on the DuckTales theme song, which I'm pretty sure we've all had stuck in our heads since the moment we started discussing that. Next up, we had the sixth seed of Scooby-Doo demolishing the Jetsons, and they're going to be taking on another Hanna-Barbera classic, the Flintstones, which beat Batman. And finally... The 10 seed of Animaniacs upset the Pink Panther, and in the upset of the night, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers took out the Simpsons, and so I'm sure that sets up a matchup that will not be at all contentious in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed the show. Tune in next time. Until then, I have been your host, Mike. I'm Chris. Nikki. Steven. I'm Josh. And I'm Tim. Have a good one, everybody.